today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk brought to you by Vacuman. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and Vacuman, uh, is with us once again, uh, fresh from uh, coming uh, back inside after shoveling the snow. Did you get it all done? Yeah, you know what, Bill? I mean, I need someone to come up with a Roomba that shovels snow because this is just crazy. I was out and I had to move snow from the door as I'm trying to come in and I'm realizing I had tech talk and I'm thinking to myself, is there not a better automated shovel? Like they, they vacuum, they mop, they cut your grass, they, they scoop up all your dog excrement, but I haven't found one yet in tech talk. And trust me, when I do, it will be the feature of the show when I can find one that can go through and just move the snow on its own. I can just robotically control it with my, with my smartphone. Well, there are snow plows, you know, you can buy those things. I mean, but uh, that's crazy, it's, it's, Bill. It's that's just worth. crazy. But, You're not, not the, hearing where I'm going. No, no. But the Roman thing's not. Look, it's inevitable, don't you think? I mean, this started <laughs> off as a, yeah. as a vacuum cleaner, and I mean, they they cut your grass now. They do just about everything else. <laughs> we just need somebody in the you know, the frozen north here to invent something like that. I mean, the the problem is, is as you say, uh, a lot of these tech conventions that you attend or, or you know you go online to, they're down in places like Nevada or Southern California, and they're saying snow. What are you talking about snow? Uh, so somebody's got to get on the ball here. Well, I think the other issue is that it's still like when we have temperatures like we have right now, when it's in that negative 10 to negative 15, uh, you know what? Lithium batteries have yet to yeah. be able to manage the cold. So I don't think the plow would make it much more than three feet. So I can assure you, anyone who's in the plow business or, you know, selling uh, snowblowers, you're going to be in business for a while, at least in Canada. Oh, absolutely. And that's one of the problems. You've talked about that in the past about the electric cars and uh, the big push, of course, by all uh, the, the automakers. It's not just Tesla anymore. Uh, and GM, of course, made this huge commitment. And, uh, well, they spent billions of dollars. And, and most of it, of course, was on Will Ferrell's commercial during the Super Bowl. But, I mean, uh, the rest of it is, is to do that. But that technology about working in the frozen north and the cold temperatures is still one of the hurdles they have to overcome. It's getting better, absolutely. but it's not there yet. Yeah, we got a long way to go. Now, there's going to be some new adventure or new uh, technology when it comes to batteries, but those are still two years out. Uh, but for now, we're just going to have to accept the lithium ion for the short term. But there are new battery technologies coming out uh, with the with the new uh, minerals are actually uh, uh, harvesting, if I can call it mining at this moment. Uh, but we're not there. We got a ways to go. Okay, let's talk about security cameras. Now, uh, they're everywhere. Of course, you know, closed circuit cameras, uh, when you go get money out of your, your ATM, when you, and just about everywhere. I turn around, there's a camera there someplace. Some people don't like it. Some people are very paranoid, and they think, well, they're watching me, and I don't want them watching me. And we're, we always reassure them, no, 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 it's not like that at all. Well, you've dug up an example that's only going to feed into those fears. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is maybe, the, you know, I always, when we talk about technology, I also don't want to send the scare into everyone. Some of this technology, Technology is very, very capable of doing what it needs. In the case of security cameras, we want peace of mind and privacy. Uh, however, there's always that question when they come in and they set up the cameras, whether it's outside or indoors or otherwise, um, and you hire a security company, which you would feel trustworthy that this is a legitimate company that's coming in, they're monitoring my, my location, whether it's a business or a house. Well, ADT has just indicated they found a loophole uh, with their equipment where they were installing it in hundreds of customers' homes, and they determined that not all, but a few of their technicians had access 
to the customers that had the installation and were utilizing it, meaning that they were accessing their cameras. Um, and, and this was a violation of obviously privacy. So just as a side note, no matter when you have your security system installed, doesn't matter what company it is, you want to have access to that, to that unit. You'll be given a login, you'll be given a password. It's important that you learn how to change that password because if you don't, whoever's installing it is going to have access. So ADT had a situation where their technicians were installing it and were using that access to hundreds of thousands of homes um, that technicians were installing. So in one of the issues was they'd set it up, say, here you go, here's your password, and they'd leave it. So again, the moral of every Tech Talk episode we do, Bill, is change your password so only you know it. Exactly. And I don't know how many times we have to mention that because people still don't seem to get the message. But that's uh, that's the takeaway from this. All right. I got an email after we did the show last week. You know, I always get feedback. I know you do, too, about the show. Uh, says, looking for a new social media platform. Can't seem to get on the one I used to. Sign Donald. Asking for a friend. Uh, <laughs> so- <laughs> There are, there are there are there there are alternatives out there, right? I know Donald, Donald if you're listening. <laughs> We have the latest for you. Yeah. One of the things about the pandemic it's done is it's forced us to be in social environments. And we saw that with like even video conferencing where Zoom video conferencing really took off. Well, there are other platforms available out on the market and many of them are uh, uh, capable of doing what they're supposed to do. And that is allow your privacy to communicate with a community that you can actually connect with. Well, some of those new platforms have really evolved. One of them I thought was really cool, Bill, and it was called Clubhouse. Clubhouse is uh, fastest growing since April 2020. It just launched. Um, And the social media platform is an invite only. And that seems to be the new trend of many of these social medias is they're going to be invite only. You can only get on if someone else is a part of the, uh, the environment. But Clubhouse is a social media platform that is like a podcast, but you can't just give it to anyone. You have to be invited. Uh, you have to be allowed to, uh, to connect. There is not a capability of recording it. You're not allowed to, uh, to comment on it. Um, and it is, it is based on this new level of social media, which is going to be uh, as long long as I know you, you can be invited. And that's been the problem with social media in the past is how many are uh, Russian bots, uh, North Korean bots? Are they really, are they just people making up per, to be per, someone else? Um, so the new social media going into 2021, 2022 is going to be a very, very small community. So we don't need 1 billion users. They only need a small little 1 million to 100,000. Uh, but then it feels like a small community versus a worldwide uh, impact. That's the new form of where social media is moving. There you go. Hopefully that helps, Donald. Uh, listen, we're all stressed out because of COVID, you know, the, the self-isolation and all the other stuff that we've had to tolerate and put up with. Some of us not doing it as well as, as others. Uh, but you found a way to actually measure uh, just how stressed out we are and, and maybe what we can do about it. Well, we have Fitbits, we've got smartwatches. Yeah. This new device from Switzerland actually allows you to strap it to your body and it will measure your, your levels, your blood sugar, your blood, your blood pressure. Uh, it, it does all of this. And what it's doing when it takes all of these uh, readings, which are very, very accurate uh, to a degree, is that it will determine how stressed you are. Now, I can't begin to tell you, Bill, I don't need a machine or a device to tell me if I'm stressed <laughs> or not. But if I really 
really need the app to say, hey, you look like you're stressed and I don't want to put my fist through the screen. Uh, I have the option of this. So if you're wondering, am I stressed? The answer is yes. But one of the things why this could be advantageous is that chronic stress can actually uh, be a result of other issues like heart disease and type 2 diabetes, anxiety. And what it does is it can actually be this wearable device can help doctors qualify where a patient is actually suffering from depression or for that matter, burnout. Um, so if you're feeling like, man, I feel burned out, uh, or maybe you're, you know, everyone's going, oh, that's life. That's just the way it is. You're just, you're overthinking things. There's actually a new device that's going to be coming out. It was invented in Switzerland. They're rolling it out now, and it could really help doctors really do qualify whether or not you're in a state of depression. As many people question, uh, are you really having mental challenges? Are you really having mental uh, issues? This device will actually help uh, medical professionals be able to diagnose that. All right, and on your other wrist, you can wear this new device from South Korea, which actually, uh, I guess, analyzes your sweat. Yeah, this one's really insane. Like, when we talk about, like, researching uh, bodily fluids, I think we all take a look at, you know, like, what's my blood sugar, uh, you know, all of those as we just described. But this one is actually in South Korea, just came out, and it's a little patch, and it will uh, monitor your blood, your blood sweat or your sweat, and it can determine within your blood uh, drug details. So uh, whereas the old way of being able to determine if you're having a drug test is, you know, whether it's hair, blood, urine, uh, any of those uh, other details. Then it had to go through a gas or a liquid to determine what type of drug was in your system. This new patch is like, I don't want to say a dream come true for the narcotics division, but more or less it's going to be, here, are you on drugs? No. They put the patch on, and within minutes, they'll be able to determine not only whether you have a drug in your system, what type of drug it is, um, and why this is so critical is that when we question people in the Olympics, are, are they taking any kind of drugs, uh, this new patch is going to be implemented with the next Olympics with any uh, athlete. Uh, but I can only imagine that it's going to be utilized in many questions or uh, many uh, situations uh, in the future if someone's pulled over. Uh, police authorities will be able to say, sir, are you, uh, are you on uh, any kind of cannabis? This actually can determine multiple different types of uh, uh, narcotics. Not that cannabis is a truly a narcotic, but at this day and age, this will give uh, a much better reading without the delay of waiting and an accurate uh, result. And you don't have to blow into anything. It just it's it's right there. That's it, th- this it, thing is going to be big. I can tell. It's going right. to be really big. Yeah. Right, let's, from, let's from a level about, of uh, testing. You've always talked about you know we. we on the program for years now, you've been talking about alternative products and things that we do. Is this the best way to do this? Is this the best server? Uh, you've, there's a, now there's a way to actually, I guess, evaluate your Internet and whether or not you're getting the bang for your buck? I, you know what? In fact, it's funny you said earlier, before Donald requested what other social media platforms there were on Tech Talk, I usually get a lot of questions that follow up through social media to me to say, hey, Adam, uh, do you know if uh, this provider is good or am I getting the quality speed that, I, uh, you know, that I'm paying for? This is really a big question. Many of us wonder, am I getting what I pay for? We take it for granted that the fiber uh, or the cable that we're connected with is giving us that maximum whatever they claim. 300 megabytes or one gigabyte or what is that? Well, there's a very easy way to test your internet and be able to determine if you're getting that quality speed. So two websites, very easy. The first one is called fast.com and the other one is called speed test. You just Google the word speed test. It's actually by Google. And what it will do is it will determine your upload and your download speeds 
either way, and we'll give you a very good perspective. Now, why that's important, Bill, is that your modem or whoever provided your modem or router uh, from your internet provider, it may not be running optimally. And you may be wondering, is my internet slow? Is it working? Well, if you run those two websites, fast.com or speed test, you'll be able to determine if it's working accurately. And if it isn't, the best way you can probably try first is just restarting your router and then do the test again. You'll probably see unbelievable, significant results. What's going on with uh, with LG and smartphones? I mean, you know, we've had this discussion in this debate, and and you, of course, wrongfully think that Samsung is better than Apple, and, and we we get that, you know. <laughs> but but LG LG was I know they were usually in third place, but I mean, a lot of people that I know that use that stuff, they're they're firm believers in this. But these guys are getting out of the business. Yeah, you know what? It's coming down to a duopoly, and I know that there's always the, uh, the, the like you mentioned, Bill loves Apple, Adam loves Samsung. However, uh, there are other players, but to the degree of what percentage is run by those two systems, and I know Android is still a majority of the operating systems when it comes to the mobile cell phone market, uh, there are other players. As an example, prior to LG being the third, so it goes Apple is first, then Samsung, then the third was LG, but LG was only holding holding 4% of the total uh, cell phone market. Uh, and then there is other players in the field, which we can include, uh, uh, which were obviously BlackBerry, uh, OnePlus. The, the one that used to be in their bill was Huawei. It actually was in the top three. And now that Huawei, as you know, has had a lot of unfortunate circumstances, um, LG was number three. But even at 4%, LG made the announcement that they are no longer going to be in the smartphone game and they're going to be pulling out. Why that's really unfortunate is they launched at the last show uh, the new expandable screen where it rolled out and it expanded both in tablet and cell phone. Really, really interesting uh, tech, but they're not going to be able to play in the game. So pretty soon it looks like there's really going to be two players in the field, at least in North America. Apple and Samsung continue to hold dominance, and they're going to probably be able to contain that. And I'm speaking North America only at this point, but uh, if you have an LG phone, it, hang on to it. It's going to become a collector's item. Anybody that's watched uh, Adam Oldfield performing at, at work, I mean, you've got, on any given time, about six cell phones going uh, because of all the different <laughs> connections you've got. And, and it's, it's, like, it's like, you know, a, a quick draw, or, you know, that has to, you know, all of a sudden put more, you know, bullets in the gun. You, 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 you've been known to slap a battery out and put a new one in a bit in less than five seconds. Uh, but the trouble is, is you never know when it's going to go down. You don't know how much battery life you have left. Now, apparently now there's a patent for something that will actually do that for you. Yeah, one, one of those cell phone makers, Show Me, uh, which is uh, a Chinese manufacturer not impacted by the, uh, the new laws of the U.S., has a patent that has just been released on smartphones that can detect the battery health of your phone and can determine how well it's performing or how well it's, it's, it's working. Meaning, as we use our smartphones and they're encased in their, in their uh, device, um, we tend to wonder how long is it going to work? How long is it going to last? Well, this new patent will allow all smartphones to determine the health of that battery. Because sometimes we tend to wonder, geez, you know, it seems to be draining. I've had it a few years. Maybe it's not really working well. Uh, first of all, it's not just the battery that tends to be impacted. It's what operating systems are you using? What software are you using? All impact the battery. And we have little features within our phones like Apple and otherwise, but this new patent gives you an actual correct reading of your battery to make sure that it is running optimally at all times. So this new feature should be coming out in the next couple months. Okay, I uh, got a few seconds left here. Got to talk about the uh, the latest uh, thing with Alexa now. 
Yeah, this is, if you're an Alexa user and you've got them in your home, this one's pretty cool. I mean, I don't know if it's freaky, cool, or creepy, but we know that Alexa comes with uh, the ability to, you know, ask it to play a song or help you shop or tell you the weather or tell you all sorts of what's going on in the world. However, this one is, if you've got a song and you're listening to it and you want to share it with a friend, you can now tell Alexa to send it to your uh, uh, other Alexa friend and it will notify them either through the Alexa, uh, the other device, to say, hey, Bill, Adam Oldfield loves that new song. Uh, here, would you like to hear it? Um, so now Alexa is intercon- uh, interconnecting the music sharing with your friends. And I, and I know how much you love my musical options. Uh, but again, uh, I don't want to press my choices onto Bill, but Alexa lets you share that with your friends. So if you're looking for another feature that allows you to communicate your music list, Alexa will send it to the other Alexa box, tell them, and when you do get the notification, you can listen to all of Adam's favorite hits. It's going to be unbelievable. My favorite was Sonny and Cher, just on repeat. I know. It's, it's phenomenal. I know. I've, every time I used to go into his office when he worked in the, the same building as us, it was, I got you, babe. That's all we ever heard. Uh, and that's all we're going to hear. I know you're going to send it to me later today. Thanks for that. Uh, this is uh, Tech Talk. We do this every Friday at 1135, brought to you by Vacuuman. Adam, have a great long family day weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Bill. Be safe. Take care. Take, you too. Take care. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.